Welcome to the CFX Connections podcast. CFX aims to educate and connect with people working in churches with those who provide a... Oh, that's really bad. Okay. Hey, Stephanie, we're going to redo. Welcome to CFX Connections podcast. CFX aims to educate and connect the people working in churches with those seeking to provide a better experience to their community. My name is Patrick Hart, and I'll be hosting this month's podcast. I am the Facilities Director at North Shore Christian Church and Academy in Everett, Washington, just north of Seattle. I serve on the Board of Directors of the National Association of Church Facilities Managers, or NACFM, uh, which is a nonprofit association dedicated to equipping church facilities professionals for their unique care and management challenges that they face through continuing education, leadership development, and peer support. Today, we're going to be talking about stewarding your facility through higher education with Jordan Dillon. Jordan is the Director for Church Partnership for the innovative ministry-based Bethel University Extension Program. He desires to see the church with a capital C uh, become more unified in thought and action and uh, is a connector of people. Welcome, Jordan. It's good to speak to you again. Hey, thanks, Pat. I'm glad to be here. Well, uh, let's start off with uh, having you tell us a little bit about yourself and your work in ministry, Jordan. Yeah, so I, uh, I have definitely taken the road less traveled when it comes to, to ministry and career and things like that. I grew up in a, a ministry family. My dad was a pastor most of my childhood, so I kind of had a feel and a sense for that. And I also felt, I would say, some kind of a call to ministry, but I, I didn't really know what that looked like. Uh, later on, when I did finally get to college, I, I, I started out as a communications major, but I really just loved um, my Bible and theology classes. And so I figured I would use that one day in a ministry context, but I still wasn't sure how, but I just knew that I loved kind of the, 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 the Bible and everything that comes with that, you know, history and all those things, languages. I also at the time ended up really falling in love with Christian higher education. Uh, it really changed, changed my life and my faith for the better. And so I remember feeling in college in a couple of my Bible classes thinking I've grown up in a Christian house. I've, I've known a lot of this forever, or, or I've been a Christian forever. How do I not know any of this stuff? And so I remember just thinking like, I think every believer should have the chance to go through a lot of these kind of, you know, Bible and, and theology courses. So I really fell in love with Christian higher education. Uh, and then after college, I got involved with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship for a while, which uh, if, you, if you're not familiar, they, they're kind of a, a Christian small group on college campuses across the country. So I did some work with them for a few years. I thought that might be a good fit. And it was uh, in a lot of ways, gave me some really good experience, but um, I did that for about five years part-time. And then I kind of transitioned out and I wasn't sure kind of where I was, where I was going to go or what I wanted to do, but I did want to keep going to school. Uh, I think around that time I started really feeling like I would love to maybe teach one day uh, at the college level. So I started going back to school, but I wasn't sure how I would afford that because I have three kids and my wife's a stay-at-home mom. And so I, I ended up finding a program uh, through Bethel that I'll talk about a little bit later, but it's it's one that's affordable and it was right in my own city. And so that gave me the chance to go back to school and I got my master's in uh, Christian ministry through them. Uh, and then I'm also an elder now at my own uh, church here in Fort Wayne, Indiana, where I live. I've been an elder for a couple of years at Fellowship Missionary Church. And then just kind of throughout the years, I've been involved in a lot of different kind of ministries, large and small youth, some music stuff. So kind of a lot of different little things. I've kind of been around the ministry perimeter, I guess you could say for, for a lot of years. So that's a little bit of my background. 
Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, it sounds like you and know, I have a lot in common. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I, I studied theology as well. And I, here yeah. I am, a facilities manager. Okay. So, who knew? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I find that, I find that I, I still think about that and integrate it into the other parts of my life. You know, like I, I don't compartmentalize it just to school or work, but yeah, studying theology for me really uh, integrates into a lot of other stuff that I do and parts of my life. Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah. Uh, at Bethel University, you created this program that gets churches involved in their communities. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, definitely. So Bethel, we're a, a small private Christian liberal arts university in northern Indiana. Um, there's a small school not too far away. Uh, you might have heard of it's called Notre Dame, uh, but uh, they're about two miles from we, where we are. And uh, so at Bethel, our mission is transforming communities through Christ-centered graduates. That's what we're all about. Uh, but the biggest part of that in the past is that's had limitations, right? So as a smaller school, we're kind of regional. Most of our students are sort of from, from the region where our school is. Uh, but at Bethel, we want to be able to transform more communities than just the geographic one that we sit in. And so instead of, instead of asking the question, how many more students would come to Bethel? We started asking, well, what would it look like if we went to students? Um, how would that work? What would that look like? How could we transform more communities through Christ Center graduates? So as we kind of pursued that question, um, this model kind of grew out of that. And we really believe strongly in the value of Christian education, not just for people working in ministry, but really for all people in all walks of life to live thoughtfully and faithfully. So in a nutshell, what we do is uh, Bethel, we have a model where we partner with local churches and nonprofits across the country to create a small university at their church space. In our model, the church can then offer Christian degrees in a range of fields for only a fraction of the price or the tuition point. We've also integrated into it uh, practicum. So we value the classroom educational piece, right? That's really important to us. But there's also the practical soft skills developmental side of, of ministry, but also of other, of other fields. And so we've integrated into that uh, practicums for students so to do at the same time. They can actually get college credit for their practicum. And it's an opportunity for churches to really um, add another piece to their discipleship platform and really connect with, uh, with young people in the community and kind of guide them in some of those transition years. Uh, it's also become something that uh, the church uh, can offer something different that's really practical for their community. There's lots of barriers to Christian higher ed, as you know, cost is one of them, right? Geography can yeah. be one of them. And so we've tried to eliminate some of those barriers and kind of put it back in the hands of the local church. Uh, and, it, and it's also, it's something that it's, it's for the church to use for people from their community to send back out into their community um, to live faithful lives. So that's really, that's a big picture of you, but that's what we do. Well, is this tied in any way to uh, like Bethel itself? Is it tied into a denominational structure at all? Because yeah. I see the outsider would be like, oh, well, that doesn't fit me. Sounds <laughs> yeah. like a great idea. But yeah. uh, how's that? How's that handled? Yeah, that's a great question. So we do have an affiliation with the Missionary Church USA denomination. Um, it's a smaller denomination. Uh, we have about 500 churches or so. Um, but, you know, just sort of for context, we're sort of, it's sort of a broadly evangelical denomination. Comes out of uh, the Mennonite movement, sort of the, uh, the early 1900s. And so um, that's kind of part of our heritage. But, uh, but really, 
where we're at now, um, the, the, the university is an independent entity. So the denomination doesn't own us. We're just affiliated together. So even though that's kind of where we sit, we partner with all different kinds of churches uh, and even nonprofits. So as long as there's enough overlap and sort of synergy and kind of theological perspective and academic freedom, um, we're willing to partner with lots of different kinds of churches. And that's actually one thing that I love. You know, in my bio, you talked about um, how I, I really want to see the church capital C, right? So the, the big church, I want to see us come together uh, and grow. And so I love that our model gets to build some bridges. And so we have different kinds of churches in our network already. And, and I love that piece about it, um, the opportunity to build some bridges. So no, it's not exclusively for our denomination, but if we have enough overlap, we can create something pretty special. That's, that's great. Yeah. Uh, many churches are looking for new ways to use their facilities. This is my line of work. Um, yeah, uh, my church is filled 18 hours a day. We have a large school. We probably don't have the opportunity or the space at this point, but um, a lot of churches are sitting empty. Mm-hmm. And um, you guys have found this way to help churches fill that empty space. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you come up with that idea to go, hey, how could we put the school into your facility? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So I'm going to, I'm going to condense about a a 12 or 15 year story into just a couple of minutes here. But uh, so there's kind of really two starting points for Bethel when we kind of developed this. The first one, the first starting point was that a long, long time ago, a couple churches that have a good relationship with Bethel just would kind of ask periodically like, Hey, how could we get maybe a couple classes like in our church or what would it look like to kind of, to bring some of the, the Bethel university to our church nearby. And, and, you know, at the time we really didn't have a good answer. We didn't have a solution for it. Uh, We liked the idea, but we didn't really have a good framework for it. And, you know, this is, this is probably 15 or maybe even 20 years ago. So this is also before like kind of the explosion of online education and even, you know, long distance communication. So some of the resources and infrastructure just really weren't there at the time. So that was kind of part, that's one piece of kind of the the beginning of this. The other piece um, is that Uh, A different church about two hours away from us uh, about 12 years ago started to say, hey, we want to develop a master's program to do more ministry training, but we want to do it at our church. Um, And so they they approached Bethel um, and. And so we worked with them to develop a master's program, which is very similar to what we've done now at the undergraduate level. So we've been doing that with, with this church for about 12 years where um, students from the, the city area come in person in small groups. Uh, one day a week, they come to the church, they use the classroom space at the church. A professor would come or teach live online and teach the master's program. And so this church kind of helped us develop the model without us or them knowing it about 12 years ago. And we've been doing that for a long time and it's been really successful. And so those two things kind of started to to merge together at one point with churches that were asking for some more ministry training development and, and education but also using some church space to facilitate some of this. So that's kind of how it came together initially. And then in the last couple of years, we got a little bit of help and mentoring from another university uh, who does something similar. And so that was, that was helpful for us as well. Uh, but yeah, like you said, lots of churches sit empty or, or somewhat empty for a handful of the weekdays. And so um, one of the questions that, that this answers is, well, hey, how do we use this productively for a kingdom ministry, um, the church space during the week? And, and this is one, one way to do that. And, and it fits right in with a lot of other ministries that many churches are already running and doing. So. Yeah. Well, what are the unexpected benefits that you see coming out of the for the churches that are participating with you? Yeah, that's a really good question. So there's I was trying to think about, you know, you specifically asked the unexpected ones. 
there's some obvious um, expected benefits, but I, I think one of the unexpected ones that came to mind right away is um, how many students we found that have found kind of like um, kind of their home at their church site. You know, it, it's actually becoming much more than just, it's just, it's not just classes, right? It's a whole ministry that the church gets to develop. And so there's a student life component. And so we've got a lot of students who have really just found their place um, at their local church site in a way they didn't anticipate where they're connecting with other students who are in a similar place of life. Um, they are getting their degree and some experience, but yeah, they're just feeling comfortable and they have some people who can kind of mentor them and, and disciple them in some important ways. Because I mean, like you and I know, just because you're in college, you're going to school, the rest of your life doesn't stop. Right. So there's other life things that will come up alongside educational things. So that's one thing uh, that's been an unexpected benefit. Uh, I would say another one is that um, our, the academic achievement has exceeded our expectations. Uh, you know, we, we expected students to perform well, but they've even gone above what we anticipated um, at our various sites. And so we're really proud of that as well on the academic side, uh, that our students are performing uh, so far above what we'd anticipated um, academically. And then I guess the last one I would say that's been unexpected um, is that this has created um, some real solutions for some students who, who needed another option, right? So we have a handful of students who uh, wanted to go to a Christian college, but just flat out couldn't afford it. And so this got to be the solution for them in a way that, that it didn't exist before, right in their own community. Uh, and in fact, we have, we have even a couple students who they didn't think they were going to be able to go to college at all, but we were able to work with them in the small group kind of student setting um, and, and provide some pathways and some, some tutoring and some just some support for them to, to really help them succeed. And now on the backside of that, they're really seeing their own skills develop. They're finding their passions and the way God has gifted them. Um, and, you know, not that they couldn't have found that somewhere else, but they found it somewhere they didn't expect at their local church. And so, so those are a couple of the unexpected benefits, but it's really, really encouraging for us to see these things kind of flourish and grow beyond what we had even anticipated. It, it's really uh, an amazing thing. Well, you said uh, at the beginning, you, you had expected benefits. Um, have those come to fruition the way that you had hoped? Yeah, I think they have, you know, I mean, some of this, it starts obviously, you know, which is like, Hey, we want to, we want to, we want to, we want to remove barriers for Christian higher education. So we've been able to do that in some really important ways. Um, but I think, you know, I think hearing the individual student stories, those are the unexpected ones where, where a student was on one path and we didn't know it. And Bethel was on another path and they didn't know it. But then we've been able to intersect and then this new story kind of comes out and we're like, oh, God was up to something a little bit bigger, I think, um, than we even realized. And so that's where those are the unexpected ones where, where we when we learn the story, we're like, oh, yeah, this is this is great. This is exactly what we hoped would happen and beyond. So, yeah, yeah. I love good story. I yeah, mean, you know, the Bible's full of it. But, man, our lives is so good to just hear people and see the progress that they made, or especially when they can look back on it and see the track that they followed where they didn't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, I can do that in my life, but I love hearing it from other people as well. I know. And, and that's one of the cool things too. Uh, and even so another, just another quick story. Um, so in our model, we, um, you know, as you know, being in facilities management and, and design and all that is that one of the biggest costs for, for a school or a church or a business is, right, it's their physical space. And so um, when, when we can partner with a church, we can remove a lot of those overhead costs. So then we can make our tuition extremely affordable for students. So affordable, in fact, that we have at least one student um, who received more financial aid than he needs 
um, from from different um, sources. And so he's actually um, going to come out a little bit in the black. He's going to end up with a four-year Bethel degree and be completely debt-free. And I love seeing that story in development, right? Um, that, that he didn't even think he was going to maybe go to college at one point but especially not go to a great private school like Bethel and be completely debt-free. I mean, though that, that story is in the making and, and we can't, we can't wait to see that one come to fruition and completion in a couple of years with his degree. So yeah, we, I love seeing that story develop. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. One thing that seems very closely linked to that is um, you mentioned that on the church side, how they've invested a lot in their facilities, whereas mm-hmm. you're not having to invest in the facilities of Bethel to grow your program, you're able to use a church building that's largely empty. How is that benefit working out on the church side? Yeah. So um, in a couple of different cases, um, so, so part of our, part of our partnership with churches, we do have a revenue sharing piece. And so um, the more, the more a site grows, the more additional revenue they kind of get to get back in our model. And so the, the cool thing about that is then at a certain point, it starts to be a benefit where the church can then reinvest some of that into their facility. So we have one church right now who is actually um, doing some remodeling and some renovation of part of their church space for their college students to use. And so, uh, so that's kind of one of the things you, you don't have to do that, but they're like, hey, we want this place to be awesome for our students to have the best experience they can. So they're getting to then reinvest some back into their building. And that's a really cool thing for us to see on the facility side, right? Where, where again, four years ago, they didn't have any vision for that. It was an empty youth building they weren't even using. Now they have 30 to 40 college students in it, and they're getting to remodel and reinvest in it and kind of um, make it this really great space. So that's one example of kind of how that's happening. And we see that story a lot where a church is like, well, these rooms used to be for, you know, fill in the blank. Um, but now we don't use them anymore. And so Bethel's saying, well, Hey, what if we created something you could use them and then maybe even redo them and revamp them and, and make them pretty amazing again for a new purpose. Kind of, kind of the, the, uh, the, the new wine skin idea, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. I, because you're giving them new, what is it to say? God will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. Meaning he's putting that desire in your heart, not that yeah. he's given you what you wanted before. He's given you a new desire. Yeah. And new desires to serve these students who weren't there. That's yeah, absolutely. And it is cool because, you know, as we get the student input too, that's part of it. They're like, well, like, well hey, what, what do students need or want? Like, well, hey, we would really like, we'd really like a coffee bar or whatever it is yeah. for studying, you know, so they can even have some input. Um, and it really does. The vision kind of grows together between the church and the students and, and Bethel with our support. And so, yeah, no, it's pretty exciting to see. That's very cool. Yeah. Well, um, if someone's listening right now and they think their church might be a candidate for a partnership with your extension program, what, what would the next step be? Yeah. So the next step would be just sort of an exploratory conversation uh, with me. That's my job. That's my role at Bethel um, for our extension site. So we have an exploratory conversation and say, hey, tell me about your church. Tell me about what you want to do. Tell me about kind of your other discipleship platforms. And, uh, and, and who you think this might benefit in your community. So that's kind of what the conversation would look like to see if it would be a good fit. Um, so yeah, that'd kind of be the immediate next step. Well, there we go. And uh, when they're listening like right now, um, they would just reach out to you directly or? Uh, yeah, 
you're going to be at the CFX conference, right? Exactly. Yep. I will be at the CFX this, this fall. And I'm super excited to be down there with, uh, with all of you. You'll be there too, right? I will be there. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. So yeah, so we'll both be there. So I'll be there so we can talk in person. If you happen to be at CFX, uh, if not, you can get a hold of me uh, via email. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. My email address is just my name. So it's J O R D A N dot D I L L O N at Bethel university.edu. Um, one distinction I would make is there's a couple different Bethels. There's a Bethel University in Minnesota. There's one in Tennessee. There's a Bethel Church in California. So for distinction purposes, we are the Bethel University in Northern Indiana, in Mishawaka, Indiana. So just for distinction, uh, that's that's the Bethel that you're looking for. So and our website is just BethelUniversity.edu. So pretty easy, but got in early on that. Yeah, <laughs> but, but 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 make sure you get the right Bethel. <laughs> so. So yeah, uh, that's awesome. I, I can see a lot of usage for this. And um, I know of a lot of churches who, who would would value a partnership like that. That's uh, I'm going to have to get out my address book and start talking. To folks. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'd love to have the conversation. But that is one of the cool things, you know, is is there are a lot of ministries that churches use their spaces for really good ones, right? Sports ministry, men's and women's, there's preschools, there's a few retail cafe types of things. But up until now, there hasn't been a great um, at, the, at least at the college undergrad level, there hasn't been a great model to say, well, hey, how could we do this with our space as well? Um, you know, there's a lot of K through eight, K through 12 schools. Those are great as well. But but usually it goes from, you know, from 12th grade to high school, then sometimes the church will have a master's level partnership or something. So there's kind of been this gap for churches that are, are interested in Christian education. Um, and so now we want to help maybe fill that gap and say, hey, what if we could extend it? What if after high school, you had another opportunity to say, hey, Continue to come here. Let us invest in you, help you grow and discover who God's made you to be and help you get the education to pursue it. So, yeah, we're really excited about it. Yeah, that's awesome. I know in my setting with a K through eight school, we keep talking about how, how could we do a high school? And it's mm. so expensive because the yeah. things that people expect of a high school are, are facilities related in a lot yeah. of ways. Like you build a new gym and, yeah. and, and you got to have all this high tech stuff. And, and there's there's things that you get in, in, we're in already established high schools that we just couldn't mm-hmm. do. But the idea of a college education where you can strip all that away, you can find ways to, to do the things because it's really all about let's get in and let's learn this stuff. Yeah. It, it's not, people don't have this preconceived notion of uh, that high school involves all the sports and everything else. Mm-hmm. In college, it can. But yeah. Okay. Well, and you're exactly right. And a lot of churches do have kind of multi-purpose spaces now and all that. And, um, you know, if they're using it for other things, that's great. But the cool thing is those can also become assets if you if you develop a college site with us. Like, hey, we can have a volleyball intramural thing if you've got a gym, you know, with our college yeah. students. College students might be able to help you run some of your other programs that you do have. So there's lots of cool ways. And, and even some of this, which I'm sure you you talk about all the time with your organization, but some of this discussion starts to become a stewardship discussion for churches, right? Hey, if we have this space, how do we steward it the best that we can? How do we maximize it for kingdom impact? And so that's where we want to say, well, hey, here's one idea, right, for Christian higher ed. Um, with Bethel as a partner. So, so yeah, that's kind of, that's, that's definitely part of the discussion is the stewardship of our physical space and resources. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, face-to-face uh, <laughs> down in Dallas. Yeah. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to, to being face-to-face at the CFX conference this year. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll have a booth there for my organization and, um, and anybody who wants to come by and see me, I'll, I'll be glad to talk to you and I'll point you out where Jordan is. Absolutely. Um, but uh, thank you much, uh, Jordan, for uh, sharing uh, just your encouragement for those who serve. Yeah. Um, 
it's uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of infectious. So, um, <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who listened to the podcast today. Uh, Jordan, if anyone uh, wants to connect further, just do your email uh, or uh, pop into your, you can have a booth at the conference. Yep. I'm going to have a booth or a, a table or a booth. Yeah. At the conference. So I'll be there. Okay. Uh, yeah, on link- I'm on LinkedIn a lot too. So it's an easy way to find me if you're on LinkedIn or Facebook. Definitely. I'm, I'm LinkedIn with Jordan on LinkedIn. So there's a good way. <laughs> um, registration is now open for the conference and the expo taking place in Dallas on September 21 to 22. Check it out at churchfacilitiesexpo.com. Jordan will be there in Dallas uh, talking more about where churches are heading in the future and how to prepare for that in your own church. So register now. Um, check back next month to listen in on our next podcast where we'll be discussing how you keep your teams healthy during the Christmas season with Todd Elliott from Philo and Dennis Choi from Saddleback Church. Um, Subscribe now and be the first to listen.